What's cracking, my friends? Matt Prince here. This is the Matt Prince Podcast brought to you by strengthcoachsecrets.com and Royal Fitness. Today's topic is this, exercises I'm loving. So 2020 has been a shit show for everyone, but for me, I like to be opportunistic when things go sideways um, as best I can, right? And one of those uh, opportunities that I took was because I've got no jujitsu, which is a sport that I absolutely love and I can't wait for it to come back and I miss it like hell, but because I've got no jujitsu, I'm like, I'll get strong. Let's, let's just focus on, on getting strong. So I, um, I sourced out some, some, a, a new coach, um, who I, I trusted, I wanted to learn from, and I'd already, you know, delved into all of his stuff. Um, I basically committed to training five days a week in strength and not worrying about uh, you know, jujitsu or my progress in martial arts, um, like I would have in the past. I've still recently, especially I've been um, walking every day or getting a run in here and there, like to keep fit and keep active and, and to keep my diet down. But the first, you know, that's only been the last few weeks, but the first sort of part of lockdown was just about getting fucking stronger, bigger, stronger, like eating for fuel, like getting stuck right into that. And it's really paying off. I'm noticing all my strength and stuff going up, noticing changes in my body, um, especially now that I'm, I'm walking and stuff more like I'm getting leaner and you can see those results of the, the thicker muscles and stuff like that, which is really good. So, um, but what I wanted to do today is share some of the exercises that I've been loving, that I've been noticing some really good results with myself and also other people, like other people that we've been playing with it with and testing it with, um, with there's been some really, really good pay up, payoff. So the first exercise is called a seal row. So seal row is essentially when you're laying on a bench and you're rowing dumbbells up to the bench, right? Or out to the side of the bench. So it's an upper back movement. Um, really, really well isolates the upper back in, in a way that, uh, that can't really be done any other way, especially, you know, you've got chest supported rows, T-bar rows and stuff like that. But I think when you're, when you're doing it in a... Um, in a lying down position. It's sort of the opposite of a bench press, which I really, really like. I think it has a really, really good carryover. So we put the bench up on 15 centimeter blocks, like our box jump blocks, and we start with the bells on the ground, the dumbbells on the ground, and we pull them to the back, squeeze, and then take it all the way back down to the ground. You can do it hovering. Um, I just find I, I can get my positioning better if I like do it like a pen lay row almost where it resets every rep. I find I can get my positioning better, especially because I'm handling some heavier dumbbells um, than than, than you know what I'm yeah that I used to when I was doing seal rows. So the seal row, one of the huge benefits because it's so isolated for the upper back, it doesn't have a huge systemic fatigue. Like say if a barbell row, if I was to do barbell rows for say I don't know four sets of ten, it might be around 120 to 140 kilos in there, depending on the day and depending on how I felt. Uh, my lower back would be smoked after that because you're holding that that sort of bent over position. My hamstrings and glutes will be getting worked, uh, which is all good. It's a good exercise, don't get me wrong. But if I've got other things I'm doing and I'm building it into a plan, it's uh, a bit higher risk and a bit more uh, draining than, it's, say, a seal row is. So what I'm doing is I've, I've been doing the 55-kilo dumbbells. Today was four sets of 13, um, and I feel good for it. Like, I don't feel smoked. My upper back feels smoked, but I don't feel like my whole body's fucking shutting down, right? So that's a really good positive. And what I'm noticing is my upper back is getting stronger. After the first few weeks, I could really start to feel it in the upper back. At, at first, I always recommend people to pause so they can activate those rhomboids properly and activate the lats and all the traps and everything they want to get they can you can train that properly um, if you're doing it with a pause to start with and really get that mind muscle connection and then you can start to sort of 
fucking sling some heavy weight and you're using the right muscles down the track. So the seal row is one I've loved and I've been getting great progress myself. My training partners are getting great progress in it. Um, the, the people who have done it with in the gym were getting great progress with it. I highly recommend trying it and playing with it and, uh, and getting good at it. If you use a barbell, I would recommend to do it with a cambered barbell if you've got access to that. A cambered barbell like the cambered bench bars where it bends under so it gives you more range, um, I think that's better because you can squeeze your back harder. So that's just a, a, a side note. But the seal rope, fantastic. Second one is a kettlebell swing. Now, I've kettlebell swung since fucking 2008 uh, when I first learned about kettlebells and started getting to the, the RKC style, Pavel Tatsulan style. Like, I, I think um, kettlebell swings are amazing, but recently I've just bought some heavy bells. And, uh, and when I say heavy bells, like people look at 32 kilos as a heavy bell. I don't look at that as a heavy bell. They're in our light bell category, um, especially when it comes to a swing. But I'm talking like heavy bells. I've got an 80, I've got a 68, um, I've got 56, you know, for, for people who are, are progressing up towards those. Um, and, you know, even even the beast, like the 48 kilos, is, a, is still classed, I'd say, as a heavy swing uh, for, for, you know, some people. And especially for the girls, I think that's a really decent weight to swing. Um, but we've been, uh, I've been hitting the 80 and the 68 a lot. And I, I noticed that, the more I do with them, the stronger my mid back is been getting. I've been really feeling it smoking out that mid mid back and, you know, sort of like the lower trap area. And, um, and it's been a really, really good thing. It gets your traps and stuff as well. Cause it's such a heavy weight, sort of like a mix between say a clean and a swing, um, when it gets to that sort of weight. So I've, I've really, really, really liked doing them. And, and if you don't have heavy bells, cause not everywhere has these monster dumbbells, uh, monster kettlebells, you can use double kettlebells. So you can have like two twenty fours, two twenty eight. So that's going to add up to 56. It's going to be a bit harder as well because you've got the individual arms. Um, and you just got to do that in a sumo stance, but you really want to snap your glutes, snap your core on, snap your quads on and make sure that you're snapping it nice and aggressively and make sure that every rep is you know dialed in you have to be focused or otherwise you'll hurt yourself so that's another benefit to it is it's very like meditative almost because you have to do it right or otherwise bad shit's going to happen um, but i've found a lot of good results in the in the heavy swings and i think as i get better at them and progress up and even sort of start to master the 80 and progress up to the 92 which i'll buy once i've mastered the 80 um, i think that there'll be a, a huge huge carryover to not only my my power when i go back into um into jiu-jitsu but also like strength endurance to hit reps to that sort of weight um and and build up that posterior chain i think it's a really really good thing so there's uh there's another one and and i just noticed that there are two posterior chain ones the third one is a posterior chain one as well um i don't know if you can see a common trend here that train your fucking posterior chain um is a is a silver dollar deadlift so this is an implement i got from standard submit uh, stand or submit i believe I believe it is um strongman gear so um mason down there makes them up and i had to play with it the uh few weeks back with a few of the boys in the gym and and i really liked it it was really hard it was harder than i thought it would be so a silver dollar deadlift essentially it's like a partial deadlift it's partial pull but it feels different to a partial pull. It doesn't feel like a block pull or a uh, or a rack pull where, you know, especially if it's just below your knees, it sort of starts for me, it's just below my knees. For everyone, it's a bit different. Everyone's range is different. For me, it's in a bad position. Um, it's where it's all lower back and I don't have that leg drive and that quad drive that I, I like to get the weight through the sticking points. It sort of starts really at my weakest point, which is good. 
and, and I like that. But the silver dollar deadlift, the reason I like it, when when you start pulling, you it's 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 like pull one is the bar slack is pulling out of the bar, right? And you're pulling, you're putting in a lot of effort. The weights, the bar bends, and the weights start to sort of like the the the, the silver dollar implements start to sort of peel off the floor. So it actually feels like a isometric lift for the first sort of, I don't know, one to two seconds, depending on how heavy it is and how long you're lifting. And then it peels off the floor and becomes a lift. And then it's sort of unstable, sort of shakes a little bit, pumps up your core, um, smashes all of that stuff, pulls down on your traps a lot because it sort of bounces, um, which I really, really like. I, I think it's a really um, something that I, I'm going to keep testing and playing with and see what sort of results it has. But I, I, I like the idea of an all-out isometric hold. And then as you well, not even a hold, like a pull. And then as you're pulling, it's it, the isometric change into, changes into like a dynamic lockout, which I think is a, it's going to have some really good benefits, I believe, um, as I progress it. So the uh, the silver dollar deadlift is a good one. Um, and again, I haven't tested it long enough. I've only done two sessions on it so far. So, um, But I, both times I've felt my core light up and I felt my lower back and upper back and stuff in a really good way the following days. Um, so uh, that'll be one to, to, to stay tuned with. Another one that I've been testing, and again, I got this from Stand or Submit, was a chain yoke. Now, I've yoked in the past with my big fucking Stand or Submit yoke, which I got from the Arnold's, same one like Brian Shaw and that were carrying. Um, it's a big fucking yoke and it's um i've hit like 300 kilos plus multiple times and i, I like it if, but it feels like it's jacks up my shoulders and doesn't really feel that good but with the chain yoke it's, it sits a bit different so i've only built up i built up i've done two sessions on it so far um i feel like i get all the same benefits of the yoke you get all the core and the lower back sorry i just cut in and out again so i've got this one from stand or submit the um the chain yoke so the chain yoke's been a fantastic uh, a fantastic implement for me because the other yoke, the big stand or submit yoke that I've got, hurts my shoulders. It, like it stretches my chest out. I don't like having you know barbells on my back. It, does, it doesn't feel good in my shoulders the next few days. With the chain yoke, I can put my hands down a little bit lower and still get it on there and um, still move and get all the benefits from the yoke that I like. So I think um, things like you know core stability, hip stability, ankle stability, knee stability, all that sort of stuff is really, really good on the yoke. Builds up your body just because it's heavy fucking movement. Um, so I think it's a good thing. So I really, really enjoyed doing that. And I've, I've been, uh, I've only done two sessions with that as well. And it sort of feels like a bamboo bar version of the original yoke. So how a bamboo bar feels on a bench, the chain yoke sort of feels like that. So it's a bit shaky, a little bit, you know, a little bit vibrating, especially when you start to turn around and, and, and walk further and stuff like that. So that's, um, that's a really, really good one. Then the last sort of thing I'll share with you guys today is a method that I've been getting huge, huge results from. And this is one at the start, I was like, I don't know about it. I'm not sure. And, um, I'm at the point now where I'm just fucking sold on it. And I think I'll just make people in the gym do it for a very long time until they, until, uh, you know, hopefully it doesn't get too boring but it's it's a fantastic fantastic method and that's the rest pause method so josh bryant who's my coach at the moment jailhouse strong he has me doing it he's had me doing it every single week since i started with him in like april i reckon it was so call it the start of april or end of march uh yeah it would have been start of april maybe second weekend and the rest pause method essentially what it is is you take a set and your max rep or your sub max rep, sorry if I've already explained this on another podcast or you've seen me do it or you've, you've done it in your programs. Um, it's because it works, but you basically do one before failure in, 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 
part one, piece one, you rest 20 seconds, you keep the same weight, you do it again. You rest 20 seconds, you keep the same weight, you do it again. So you got three mini sets in the rest pause set and that would equal one set. So what I've been doing is essentially hitting a heavier set and then a lighter set, right? So an example would be like, this is where this is how far it's taken me. I've been doing it. I started with I don't know, probably 120 kilos, 125 kilos. And uh, and you start with, you know, I might've got I don't know, five reps or six reps at the time. I, I can't remember. And you might go like five, three, two or five, one, one or something like that. But that's how it might look. Um, I'm at the point now where I'm just doing singles, right? And the singles are working for me. So this week I got, uh, last week I hit a PB um, in my bench, which is awesome in itself and wrap with that. So I hit 160, um, but I did it in a rest pause set. So I got one rest 20, 30 seconds, one rest 20, 30 seconds, one at 160. So that's a PB wrapped, you know, and I paused, paused bench press the well, 157 and a half, which was my old PB. Did the same thing, went one, one, one with a pause, felt great. Um, just this week on, I did one sixty two and a half, and I got one, one, and then failed the third. So that was like fucking a bit spewing on that, but I was sort of, um, you know, it, realistically, it's five kilos better than my old best and all that sort of stuff. So I'm just not sure um, where my limit is, but I, I've hit essentially, you hit the second rep, you're super fatigued because you've done the first set, right? And it's a really, really good way to build um, strength. I really think it builds up good grinding strength. I think it builds up good, heavy quality volume, which adds dense muscle. And also, too, it teaches you how to lift when you're fatigued, which is a good thing. I think it's a good thing. Um, and then after that, so that was an example of, say, Monday. I did 162. I went one, one, failed the third. I'd recommend never to fail, but that was something that I had to sort of push and see, see if I could get it. I didn't want to rest another 30 seconds. I definitely would have got it if I rested another 30 seconds, but I wanted to stay in that rest pause method and uh, and keep it there. So, um, you know, it is what it is. But then after that, I dropped to 140, and I think I went five or six, and then one and one. So you build up quality volume on that second set as well. And then after that, you do your accessories and whatnot. So the rest pause method is a fantastic one. Um, I had one of the boys test it for me on the squats. Don't recommend it on the squats. Um, it, I think it's too harsh uh, on the squatting. And I think, you know, blood pressure-wise, it's probably too much, not, not good sort of method. Um, that doesn't mean it won't work. I just think, for me, I don't think it's the best way I would implement it. Um, you might possibly do it on uh, on things like some some you know, moderate weight style. So you're not just sort of hitting your ones there. You might go like five and then rest 30 seconds and hit three and then rest 30 seconds and two or whatever it is. I think that would work. But if you're hitting like maximum type weight, just a bit of risk. There's a lot more risk that comes in there. Um, and in the bench, even if you're doing it by yourself and you're going really heavy, like, you know, over your old best and stuff, make sure you got a spot out. On that fail one, Jakey was right onto me, saved me. He's, you know, he spots like a fucking champion. So shout out to Jakey. Um, but he, he, he basically made me feel completely safe and saved me with that. So that's another, another thing. So I like the, the rest pause method for the bench. And I think I'll just give you guys one more, um, before I, before I leave you to it. The, the other exercise that I really think a lot of people would benefit from improving on is a barbell skull crusher or a variation of. So whether that I was using um, safety bar JM presses, um, barbell skull crushers, I think are really, really good. Dumbbell skull crushers are really, really good. The skull crusher movement and tricep movement in general, especially for upper body and bench press 
it not only builds up around your elbows, builds up the muscles, the tendons, the ligaments, not only builds your triceps massive, it will help transfer over to one, having bigger arms, but also two, pressing more weight, which is what a lot of people want to do. So um, I find a lot of people avoid heavy tricep work because it one it's not comfortable it hurts the elbows it's fucking kind of scary when you've got weight hovering over your face but two it's just one of those things that people get lazy with they hit the heavy bench they focus on that and then you know the the, the stuff that i've sort of talked about like the seal rows and the you know the the, the tricep extensions um especially for the upper body this the kettlebell swings like for the more lower body even even for the upper back as well people sort of go oh it's not the main lift i'm trying to build so i'm not going to put as much effort into that i'd highly recommend that you change your tune with that build your accessories into being um of super importance it doesn't mean you do anything dangerous or stupid or like one rep maxes on tricep extensions or anything like that i don't recommend that um i probably will do that at one point because i'm an idiot but i wouldn't recommend other people to do it um but they're they're exercises that as you build in strength will have a direct carryover to the main thing that you're trying to build you can't you have to sort of like i suppose i won't give you much more on the triceps but i'll I'll talk about a bit of a general wrap up now you have to sort of look at training as a as a bit of a process a bit of a journey right so I, i like to try and convince everybody to think outside of of the the box right a lot of people that want to get strong especially in the in the Instagram worlds now, like a, a lot of people follow um, powerlifters or they follow strongmen or they follow bodybuilders. And they these are people who, you know, they might have 500,000 followers. They're the famous kind of people, right? Now, these famous kind of people put out stuff that maybe they're doing now to improve them or maybe they're just putting it up because it's impressive, right? You don't know. So if they're pulling a one rep max deadlift and that's what they put up, that's because that's a highlight for them and they'll get fucking likes. Now, what I always recommend people to do is think about the journey that they took when they were at your level. What were they doing then? A lot of them were building base. They're doing boring work. Even now they're still doing boring work, but like you can't rely on say following an insta famous person who's really really strong and doing the same thing as them and expecting the same result because you are not built like them you are not 180 kilos and six foot seven tall you know like you're not loaded up with steroids you're not doing it full time you don't have you know fucking eight hours to train and then you know three days off work to to recover like that's not realistic so you need to think about all of the little pieces that helped them along their journey to get there and that will help build a true body right now if you look at it from another point right a lot of people who listen to this podcast and including myself we don't want to be power lifters or strong men or you know we don't want to look like those people we want to do some of the stuff because it's fucking cool Right? We might want to lift heavy logs or lift heavy benches or squats or whatever, but that that's cool and it's fun and it's 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 a challenge and it's growth. But we don't want to be a fat power lifter, right? As a majority, like, I don't want to be a fat power lifter. I want to be capable of doing whatever I want to do. Like I talk about weaponizing the body, I want to be able to to run. Like just the other day, I ran a ten k run off no training. Like if when I go back into jujitsu, I'll just slip straight back in. It'll be fun, right? It's not going to be like a I'm not going to be out of my depth by any means. If I wanted to start striking within like a month, I could be fit enough to do, you know, sparring rounds and survive. Like, I think 
having that ability and having that that broader focus is a really really good thing yes it's not going to mean you're the best powerlifter in the world but uh, to be real like i'm not going to be the best powerlifter in the world so there's no point me putting all of my eggs in that one basket if i enjoy other things okay so that's just a bit of a mindset shift but when you when you're thinking this way it gives you a lot of lot more permission to play with other things. Like it gives you, because like, I don't need to just be a bench press specialist. I'm allowed to snatch heavy, heavy, heavy bells. I'm allowed to strict press heavy bells. I can do Turkish get ups. I can do heavy swings, do pistol squats, right? I don't need to have a bar on my back every week for squatting. So I can do belt squats. I can do yoke carries. I can mix it up. All right. And you can too, right? And, and I'm, I'm not saying you should train with a focus, but some of the, the the things that help build towards your goals, if you play with different stuff, you might find you get different results and you might actually really enjoy it for one and also get uh, really enjoy the results that come with it too. So I hope that makes a little bit of sense. Anyway, that's all I've got for you today. I hope that helps out. I'm going to go unpack my meat box that just got delivered, which I'm super excited about. Um, I got put onto a company who delivers meat boxes and I've got about five kilos of meat in my kitchen, which I'm going to go suss out and uh, and get stuck into it. So hope you all have a great day. If you have any questions, feel free to hit me up. Um, I am on the grams and messenger and stuff limited at the moment, but I'll still get back to you. Definitely. It just might not be instantly um, sort of taking a bit of a, a bit of a detox at the moment from that. So, uh, but yeah, guys, if you're interested in training at all, hit me up. There is people applying. The groups are still filling up, which is fucking crazy to me. Um, even though we're shut, I'm getting, had, a, had two sales calls yesterday um, where I was helping people plan out their, their training plans. So there's groups filling there is new groups starting so if you know anyone who's interested um let us know we'll be starting back up at this stage on the 14th of september so if you if you're keen on that hit us up before they fill up because we are on restricted um your numbers so it's this is not like a scarcity tactic it's just it's a uh, crazy time that we're living in so i'm happy to help if i can though talk to you soon have a great one bye